Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, The Greatest Word from the Greatest Man, authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book unveils the greatest word that ever mattered to the destiny of mankind. The truth of the redemptive work of Christ is presented in its simple and astoundingly profound format. The greatest word from the greatest man is especially good for new additions to the family of God. That is, babes in Christ. It offers deep, clear, and simple knowledge of God's love, the God-man Jesus and his purpose, the dead man owed God and its settlement. It is highly recommended for every believer in Christ. Order a copy today via Amazon. Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. We have been looking at, um, we have to praise the Lord because He's our strength and our shield. As a result, we are we are helped. So um, Psalm 28 verse 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusted in him, and I'm helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. Hallelujah to Jesus. And we'll be looking at the word um, strength and um, understanding that um, strength is the Hebrew word uz. And um, we've looked at mind, we've looked at um, strength from the material um, perspective, the physical perspective, you know, which are various explanations of mind and strength. We've looked at it from the social perspective, we've looked at it from the political perspective, and now we're going to be looking at it from the personal um, perspective. Praise God forevermore. Personal perspective. You know, the Lord is our personal strength. Now, um, it's one thing for you to know the Lord as strength. So another boy to know the Lord as your personal strength. Now, um, David, one of the things that distinguished him from many was that he had a personal relationship with God. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? My, 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 my. And looking at it, it looks as though he was very selfish. But you see, um, a personal understanding of God is the best understanding that you can ever have. Because um, another man's revelation is good and best for the person. But the revelation you have for yourself is what will work for you at every given point in time. One of the best, um, greatest things my parents did for me was the name they gave to me. Chimdi. Chimdi. You know, when I speak to when I tell people my name, especially those who are my tribe, the first thing they say is Chidi, because that's a popular, you know, name. And um, Chimdi is really scarce. And I was talking to somebody a while ago, and it's from my tribe. And when I told him my name, he was like, ah, no, Chidi. I said, no, Chimdi. I said, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but this is what, this, this is what I've experienced over the years. He was like, ah, Chimdi. He was like, oh. That means personal. Uh, is he only your God? I say yes, he's my God. He's my God. Uh, I know I know what he has done for me. So I know him on a personal note. You can call him God, but you can but me, I call him my God. So David had this understanding of the Lord is my, is my light and my salvation. 
The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is a portion of my inheritance that enlarges my course. The lines are falling for me, brilliant things he have a good heritage. So David had this personal relationship with God. He had this my, 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 my relationship with God. And it actually helped him all through his life. It helped him through the journeys, through the battles he had to fight. You see, when you are somebody who has to keep overcoming on all sides, you must know God on a personal note. Yeah. Because if you don't know him on a personal note, um, you may overcome today and lose tomorrow. Yeah. Praise God forevermore. Now, so a personal knowledge of God is very important. And so knowing God as my strength was a major strength, praise God forevermore. For for David, my personal strength, not just strength, and you get what I'm saying. His his um strength, yes. But when he now becomes your personal strength, you understand strength from a different point of view. You understand strength from a different um, uh, um, 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 perspective in life. Praise God forevermore. You know, Samson was a man that he, 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 if, if you look, if many, most of the time, I remember when we were um, children, when we were kids, um, the Bible study, Bible study books used to, be, used to show something that very muscular. Very muscular, you know, and so always, always to show him the muscular something who was tearing the mouth of the lion. Amen to Jesus. And so we grew up to believe that something was muscular. But now, if something were to be muscular, there would have been nothing spectacular about his strength, as it were, because the people would have said, "Okay, he's just a strong guy, and that is all. He's muscular, he's well built, and every that." But they saw that there was. Something about strength. So they asked him, What is the secret of your strength? They had to ask, him, What is the secret of this man's strength? Because, as it were, he never had the physique of what that kind of thing that he was manifesting. Praise God forevermore. And later to Jesus. And so, Samson had a personal understanding of his strength also. And so Delilah without him all, he said, Oh, if you tell me with strong wires, ah, I will lose my strength. And he tell him, and, he, and, and the next thing, he say, she says, Samson, in Jesus, if he stands on you, and before you know it, he, he, he just shakes up and he just cuts the thick wires, like, you know, um, just some rubber, bands. rubber bands, you know. And she's like, What is all this? What is all this? And until finally said, Okay, okay, this is it. And when he said, when she gave it to him, when he gave it to her, he finally lost his strength. Now, it, 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 the strength could be lost because there was something personal about it. It was not a general strength. It was not the strength of a troop. It was not the strength of an army. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a personal strength. So, on that ground, it could be lost. Now, so the understanding of God as your personal strength, it makes you know that you must have a relationship with him to keep this strength flowing. And you get what I'm saying? Something else was, was cut and then the strength left. It's not that the hair was was the secret of his strength, but Bible said the spirit left him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When the hair was cut, and you get what I'm saying? Just because he disobeyed, and you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The spirit left him. The strength was not the source of the hair. It was the spirit that was the source of the hair, or of the strength. But because he disobeyed, he knows the strength. And so the, the basic understanding here is that for us to know God as our personal strength, we must have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the strength of the believer on a personal note. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. 
Shopping by witnesses from Jerusalem, Judea to Samaria, the uttermost part of the earth. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And now, chapter 2, Bible says they were in one accord, um, all together one accord. And there came moving tongues of fire upon each or every one of them on their head. And they filled the Holy Spirit and began to speak um, uh, in other tongues as the Spirit gave them all trance. They came, the Holy Spirit came on each person's head. Each person's head. It was not a cloud. It was not a fire that just spread around the room or spread over everybody. Said no, it was there was an individual nature of this fire, cloven tongues of fire. It was an individual nature of this fire. Now we need to understand that the strength of the Holy Ghost works for us on an individual basis, an individual basis, an individual basis. And if this is not understood, you discover that you will not be able to harness the strength of God. We understand the place of corporate anointing, corporate strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But after the corporate strength and corporate anointing, when you go on your own, we all go to, we all go to our individual houses. You have to face life as an individual. The Bible says, bear one another bodies. Yes. But then it goes for that to say, every man must bear his own body. Now, bearing your own body makes you understand that you need to have an understanding of strength on an individual level. Now, there's a strength, there's a, there, there, there are challenges that come up in like that. Nobody can solve it for you. Nobody can nobody can, can win this battle for you. It's a personal battle. I remember when um, um, the doctors told me I had um, cancer. Later, they said it was tumor. Ultrasound showed the hydro seed. And um, they said we're going to cut off a part of my body. And um, I remember when I was in the hospital, for about three months, the matter was ongoing. Finally, the final hospital they said they were going to prepare me for the operation. A night to the operation, and someone is like, "Why does God not show up a night to? Why does He not show up a month to or a week to?" You see, the reason for this is because God wants us to develop our strength revelation. That strength revelation is develop the understanding that God is your strength, and you, he, him be your friend is that he's going to take you through going to allow you to go through different phases to the point of final deliverance and the purpose of all the different phases to the point of final deliverance is for you to actually grow in the revelation of God being your strength so because you're going to face different things in life and if you don't have this revelation of God being your strength when you face some challenges you will just chicken out because you don't have revelation and so I remember a night today Operation in night to the why would God not show? I have prayed God, I will not be maimed. I got to I confess the word of God in um, Isaiah, what the Bible says, and the promise given concerning Jesus in, in Psalms that his bones shall not be broken. And I said, Jesus was not his bones were not broken, it was not maimed, so I will not be maimed. I have declared the word of God, I have prayed, I trusted God. But why would God still waste a night to the operation? Now, have been prepared for a night of the operation, a tube has been passed into me. To pass a kind of liquid into me, so I would defecate. And when they pass it, it just goes into your system, and you go and you release everything in your system. I was prepared for the operation, and I was like, "Wow!" So this is me going for the operation. They gave me an Anastasia, um, a night to to prepare for the operation. 
when I knocked and I said, don't knock me off. <laughs> he didn't knock me off. So, you know, if the, if the, I was going to sleep before then, you know, he, didn't, he didn't knock me off. So, imagine if I was to go for the operation, that means uh, there have been a pain in our arms in a week. And for some people, that happens to them in that way. Maybe they increase the doses. You know, so he didn't knock me off. So, I was prepared for, I was not, but you know, on the day I was to be operated, that was when God showed So, my strength had to be built till the day. And you get know what I'm saying? That was when God showed up. First, the operation was cancelled that the second, the chief consultant who had never seen me from the one came and said, hey, let me check you, young man. And he said, he's not a, he's not a tumor. Just discharge him and place him on some drugs and he comes back for a checkup. Two weeks after, I came back and everything fine till today, to forever. Amen to Jesus. Amen. What am I trying to make us understand? That sometimes you may think that God will have to show up very early. But if he shows up very early, we will not under, we will not have the revelation of him as our strength. So we will not build the tenacity he wants us to build. We are told that when a chick is hashing, the mother, all she does is to use her beak to put a, a crack on the edge. And then the chick is meant to use its beak to crack the remaining and break the egg, the egg totally and come out. It said that if the chick cannot do that, then it dies in the process. And that is not. And then number two, if the mother helps the chick while it's struggling to do the work, when the chick comes out, the chick will also die in no time. Because it was not built for it. The purpose of break hashing yourself is to develop strength and tenacity to go through life. That's the purpose of the chick hashing itself. To develop strength and tenacity. So it has to be an individual strength. The mother cannot give the chick that strength. The fellow siblings cannot give it that strength. It has to develop the strength for itself. The second thing is how the eagle teaches his eaglets how to fly. It takes the eaglet up. When they get to a particular stage, first it, 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 it builds its nest with um, the first layer is thorns, and then the second, then it now puts um, grasses on the thorns to cushion it. Then after the while, it sees that these eaglets are beginning to grow big to fend for themselves. It begins to re- remove the, the grasses by the day, removes it to make them uncomfortable. It removes the grass by the day till the grasses are totally removed and it's all thorns that are there. And by right, the eaglets are supposed to be uncomfortable at this point in time, to start thinking of how to fly and take care of themselves. Uh, but some of them just want to be lazy. And so when he says that, okay, this, these guys don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to take, take responsibility and make, take decisions with them. What he does is that he now begins to take them out for a flight, puts them on his shoulder, on his wings, on his back, and then goes high. And that what he does, he takes the chick, the, the eaglet high, and then he leaves the eaglet. And the eaglet begins to fall and begins to fall and begins to fall and he's like, Mom, Mom, And then he goes, he goes down and picks the eaglet up again. Takes the eaglet up the second time again and leaves the eaglet. The eaglet's like, Oh, Mom, And then the eaglet, he goes, the eagle goes down again and picks the eaglet and then takes the eaglet up the third time and leaves the eaglet. And the eaglet begins to go, mommy, mommy, mommy. But what it expects from the eaglet at that third time is for the eaglet to fly. And so, if the eaglet understands what mommy is trying to say, is it is serious that um, 
um, um, in life, even children, you don't take them to crawling school to learn how to crawl. You don't give them crawling rehearsal to, for them to learn how to crawl. You don't make them watch videos of crawling to learn how to crawl. They just learn to crawl. Even um, walking, you don't give them videos. You don't do rehearsal. I've some some days when you give them walkers and stuff like that. But even with the walkers, it's quite that when they want to walk, they get out of the walker and they just walk on their own. I get what I'm saying? Because they are the natural instinct. There's, there's a natural strength instinct that God puts in every creature of His on an individual note. By the third time, the mother expects eagles to fly. But if, yes, if the eagles still says it's stubborn and it wants to test whether his mother loves him more or not, if they are, or he doesn't just want to fly, the mother eagle leaves him yet, and that's become the end of his life. Amen to Jesus. Why? Because from childhood, from babyhood, strength has to be a personal thing. You cannot use another man's strength. You can stay on it for a while, but it won't last you for long. There's a limit you go to. There's a limit you get. You can attain in life by living on motivations from others. By living on encouragement from others. You know, train a pity party is one of the worst things you can ever do to yourself. Um, seeking attention is one of the worst things you can ever do to yourself also. You see, um, people who are either trained pity parties or seeking attention, you discover that at the end of the day, they do not have the strength to overcome the challenges that come their way. Some people end up singing songs with their children. Some people end up um, um, doing uh, solicitation with their children. But you see, for us to actually understand God in the aspects of His mind, we must understand Him as our strength on a personal note. That understanding will come in when even nobody is encouraging you, when nobody is motivating you, you just motivate yourself. The Bible speaks in um, in Testament uh, 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 chapter 30. I always like that story. It's one of my most exciting stories in the Bible. When David and his men came back and they came to Ziklag and they saw that all their their um, family, their wives and their kids were and children were all taken and Ziklag was born down. The Bible said the men cried till they lost breath. You see, when warriors cry, know that that matter is a serious matter. The, what to make a warrior cry will kill a normal man. What, whatever will make a warrior cry would actually just instantly kill a normal man. And so, for warriors to cry till they lost breath, it was a serious issue. And the Bible said they now got to a point where they, where they now started thinking of stoning David. Yeah. Is anything of story? Is he? He's a man that's led them and has them. When people, when people get to a point after they have honored you, they say they want to stone you. You know that you need, you need, you need strength. Because the people that are meant to be encouraging me, you know that the same, these are the same people that one day he said he needed water from the well of um, 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 Bethlehem or whatever, and they went, they killed people and fetched water from that well and gave to him. And at the end of the day, he spilled the water. Treat me and said, I cannot drink water that came from the blood of men. What is your problem? For them to go and get that water, knowing that they will keep it in the shop. Do you think the water will come cheaply? The water will come easy. Why were you hungry for the water? Why were you thirsty for the water? 
if you if you are testing and you, you know that this it will come with the blood of it. The person that don't want to keep quiet and testing, I hope one day I'll drink the water. Don't tell anybody. But now you told people and the people stress so loyal that they kill people just to fetch water for you. Man, those guys were loyal to fetch. Now for men with that level of loyalty, just to fetch water. Just to bring water, not to go and get a, 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 a business done. Not to go and do, but just to get water for their master, for their for their boss. They risk their life to get water. For those kind of people to come to a point where they say they want to stone that same person. Know that what happened, it was something that would shift a man from loyalty ground. It had destroyed their strength. Bible says, and David encouraged himself in love. So it tells you the Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. He understands what he's saying. He knew God as strength on a personal note. Because he came to a situation where nobody will encourage him now. Even the priest that is meant to talk, talk word of encouragement to you. The priest is in a mulafandu, is in a dilemma, is in a confusion because I could imagine the priest looking at everybody crying. Doesn't have he, he, he just looks and like what's happening here. He can't even hear God. He can't even sense the Holy the Spirit at all. Yuri Manturin was with him, but they were just like toys there with him. And David had to inquire of the Lord by himself. Now it takes God being your strength for you to encourage yourself. Yes. When God is not your strength, you cannot encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. You see, many people that have committed suicide, many people that have been giving up in life, many people that have thrown in the towel, many people that have been discouraged to a point of despair, it is not because what came their way was too strong. It is because that it is because God was not their strength on the personal note. They never understood God as being their strength on the personal note. So what came their way to get them to a point of despair? The Bible said there's never come a temptation that is not common to them. But the Lord from the same um, temptation will make a way across. That means whatever, whatever made you despair has happened to suffer that the person got strength from it. And this only happens when we understand God as our what? Strength on the personal note. Another person's revelation of God as strength cannot work for you at a point in time. Because the person knows God as strength in a particular We have to say that when I am when I'm when I'm feeling down. All I do is just to um, 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 listen to a worship song, you know. Uh, I learned of a particular one of God that once you just come back home and you feel it very, very um, distressed and um, disturbed, the wife just raises him and he doesn't answer well, he's distressed and stopped because of work. The wife doesn't say anything, once you go, you just go and put on a worship song. And before you know the call back, come back and say, how are you? Oh, how are you doing? That was, that's how the Lord manifests himself as a strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then the second was asked, he said, when you are feeling depressed, what do you do? He said, when I'm feeling depressed, I know that I'm getting low on my work date. So I go back and start feeling more. So when I eat and eat and eat and eat scriptures, well, before you know it, strength will come back and I'm there. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, for one is the worship song, just the spirit soothing his soul with the worship. With the worship. Another one is eating the word. For some people, they just stay in the place of praying in the language of the spirit. Are you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? But you see, every of these, should, we should know how God being our strength is made available to us. Are you get what I'm saying? We should know it. Um, 
you should study yourself. I mean, the, the time, yeah, I used to listen to a lot of uh, music, you know, Christian gospel music, whenever it looks like I'm going to just listen to Christian gospel music, and before you know it, I get lifted. But um, then I used to sing a lot, you know, and, you know, play the drums, so I, I was more into the music thing. But for a long while, I've not been much into the music thing. So, um, the, the songs thing is not so much working for me, are you getting what I'm saying? But I know what it means to just keep talking to the Lord. At my sleep, when I'm awake, just keep talking to the Lord, just keep pointing it to Him, just keep telling Him, just keep telling Him. And it's more than when I do that, do that, do that, do that for a while, before you know, strangers comes. So, for, 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 for some people, it may not work like that for them, but that's how that will working for me. I get what I'm saying. And before you know it, I just see myself strengthening and I see myself picking my Bible, studying my, reading my Bible again. I get what I'm saying. But I take out time just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And I mean talking. I, I mean, I, sometimes I just sit alone and I just begin to talk to the Lord. Sometimes in my on my bed, inside of me, I just begin to talk to the Lord. I just point out, I just tell him, I just point out, I just tell him, I point out, I tell him, I just talk and 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 talk. And before you know, strength comes. One important thing we need to know is that when we don't have a way to receive the strength of God in an individual needs, it's very disastrous. I get what I'm saying. And this revelation of God being your strength, it's very important because you cannot scale through life without this revelation. Challenges will come up. Problems, oh no, no, there are things that will come up in life. There are things that would that would that would want to sweep you off your feet. There are things that would confuse you, they will confound you. But if the Lord is not your strength, you will get you remain confused and confounded. You know, I, I began to tell, tell the Lord, I was like, at the point I was like, God, I don't understand. I was like, God, I don't understand. I, I, there are many things that I don't understand. I don't understand. But you know, um, I was just, um, some few hours ago, I was just like, wow. Lord, it's like you are taking me back to how I began ministry. And you are just beginning it all afresh again, how it all began. I'm like, okay. And I think the puzzles are, are beginning to fit into themselves and I begin to get clarity. But you see, every of these things comes when we begin to see God as our strength and know how to get his strength released from our inside. Because nobody can release the strength of God inside of you for you. You have to release the strength. The same way the eagle cannot fly for the eagles, nobody can release the strength of God inside of you for you. You have to release it by yourself. I, I believe so much in personal responsibilities when it comes to relating with God. You have to release it for yourself. You are, God is your strength, yes, but you have to release that strength from within. And you have to know how it works. You have to know how you release, how to release it. Praise God forevermore. See, God being our strength is a, a, on a personal, our personal strength. It's very important because, you see, when we don't know God as our personal strength, there's a tendency that would begin to give in and give in when we are supposed to be standing strong. The Bible says in Proverbs 24 verse 10, it says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Thy strength is small. And the reason why our strength will be small is because we have depended on our human strength instead of depending on God, our strength. 
And once our dependence moves from God to us, we will fail in the day of adversity. We are bound to fail. It's an assurance we will fail in the day of adversity. Amen to Jesus. But we have the responsibility of our own to make sure that we do what? We keep making the Lord our strength. Because the Bible says they looked unto him, their things were lighting, they were not ashamed. We have the responsibility to keep looking unto God. Because the day of adversity will come. Adversity means temptation. It's not forevermore. The day of temptation will come. It, it, for every one of us, we will all be tempted. Praise the Lord forevermore. Troubles will come. Troubles will definitely come. We will all be, you know, the, no, no, the word adversity means tribulation. It is it, a word, uh, um, Sarah. It means tribulation. It means affliction. It means anguish. It means tightness. Amen to Jesus. You see, their food, their temple say, Man, I'm tight. I'm very tight. Very tight financially. Very tight. Things are tight for me. When you say things like that, it is adversity. Are you getting what I'm saying? And adversity will come. Adversity is not unique to any category of people. Adversity is general for all. You are a Christian, adversity will come. You are not a Christian, adversity will come. Are you getting what I'm saying? What differentiates you from a non believer is that. You have the Lord as your strength. The unbeliever has to depend on himself. And the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean up your own understanding. With all that ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. The, 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 the word of God says, Do not trust in the arm of flesh. Like what I'm saying, the unbeliever has to trust in the arm of flesh. The unbeliever has to look, look up to himself in the day of adversity. He has to, some of them have to look up to even, you know, satanic means in the day of adversity. But you see, adversity will come to everybody. And what, where your strength comes from will determine the end of adversity yes. when it comes. If your strength is from the Lord, then you are sure that adversity will only come to make you stronger. But if your strength is for yourself, from yourself, then you will fail. Why? Because he says, because your strength is what? You fail. Are you get what I'm saying? You fail. What you see, if you every time you faint in the day of adversity, it's because the strength you were using was your own. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. It was your own. That's why you fainted. That, that's the reason why you fainted. But the moment you 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 are you are using the strength of God, you would never faint in adversity. You can never faint. It's impossible to faint in adversity when the strength you use is the strength of God. And you see, the strength of God is available for us on a personal note. We can use it personally. Not, not just collectively, you know, there's a collective point, but there's a personal point. We can use it personally for every situation of our lives. And no matter the challenges that come our way, you see, the strength of God is made available. David understood God as his strength. That's why it will say seven times a day will I praise day. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, the understanding of seven times a day prayer came because he knew that God is his strength. And you know what I'm saying? He had faced challenges. How did David do the life? If God is not your strength, you cannot do that. Number one, the strength to face Goliath. The strength, the boldness to face Goliath. Saul that was head and shoulders above everybody could not face Goliath. Joseph, uh, David's brothers could not face Goliath. The warriors that have been fighting for years, they could not face Goliath. How would a small boy of 17 not face Goliath? Because he knew that his strength was not him. His strength was enough. 
and you see this understanding he came and he told um uh so oh there was a lion that came to to eat my uh my, my sheep and i caught it and i took my sheep from it and i killed it a bear came and i did the same thing this ex this testimonies was on the basis of an understanding of god as his strength he said don't look at me i feel like don't look at this my side i feel bear. you don't understand this my side should not deceive me ah. for him to tell son i feel like i feel bear. so say i like i like the lion me myself i like the lion and I, somebody that has killed has killed there is the one that can laugh. Like, <laughs> when, when his brothers were arguing, when people were arguing, someone like, don't argue, you have you killed <laughs> So, ma, ma, oh king, do you want to just waste a young um, 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 Israelite like that? So, say, have you killed him? Have you killed him? This guy say I've killed him. Killed him. Says, are you sure this guy not taking life? Not taking sir. My brother, um, this life, it's important for us at this point in time. <laughs> we need this life now, because by all means, if we don't get somebody to stand before the life on this face of, we are all doomed. So, at the last one, go even if go like kill the person, we are brought to one person. <laughs> So Saul was even ready to sacrifice David. David, you know, I tell you that Saul was actually sending to be the sacrificial lamb for Israel. So at least if one person goes, it shows that we are not altogether cowards. You know what I'm saying? Because you see, he has called us cowards. He has called us all manner of things. You see? And we are not altogether cowards. If you ask me that I'm going to face him, let him go. Even if he doesn't stand a chance, let him go. We sacrifice him to show that we are not cowards. But you see, Saul was ready to sacrifice. In fact, Saul sacrificed him that day. He didn't know that Saul sacrificed but, uh, Saul to, to, to Goliath. And after that, Saul wanted to even sacrifice him more. Praise God forevermore. But the basic thing there is that Saul understood that this guy, his strength is not normal. Where he gets his mind from is not normal. You see, when you see a small boy, a small boy, five years old, see on the road, and start threatening you. You, you are a full blown man. Small boy start threatening you. Say, so don't fight him. Don't just fight him at all. Leave him on there. Because there's actually somebody that is stronger than you that is backing him up. Somebody that's stronger than you is backing him up. So his strength is not him, as it were. His strength is the person that is not So when he comes to threatening you, leave him on there. He has his strength. Just walk away and save your head, save your life. Now, so David understood this because he had had first-hand experience. When the lion came, you don't know how to kill the lion. He, if he asked him out, David did not, he cannot tell you that, see, this one, this, if you have the um, steps to killing the lion, David cannot write a book on 21 steps of killing the lion. If you can ask the Messiahs of, um, I think, um, Kenya, they may write a book for you, but David cannot write a book for you. Because how he killed that lion, it was not his strength. It was not his strength. So he cannot write a book. Anything that grace does to you, you don't have a definition for it. You don't have an explanation for it. You cannot, you don't have a formula for it. You don't have a book for it. You only have a celebration for it. That's why David prays a lot for being his strength. Because when something that only God can do, he does it for you. There is no explanation. There is no definition. There is no formula. The only thing you can do is to give one prescription, which is what praise. 
So say when you don't understand how it happened, when it is God that did it, all you can do is return is to praise Him. Because no formula can explain the supernatural. Yes. No formula can itemize the supernatural. You see, God being our strength is strictly the supernatural at work in the natural. And so you cannot explain it. You cannot define it. You cannot expand on it. You cannot for bring out a formula for it, a theory and a law to say this is the way to go about killing lions. This is the way to go about killing bears without a goal. I get what I'm saying. I watched a, a, an interview of a man who went hunting. Say they love hunting him and his other brother. And a bear attacked him, a sheep bear. My God, you see, those animals are ferocious. They are, they are, they are not, you see, they are very ferocious. He showed the talon of the sheep bear. It's, it's how many inches long? And he said, when this thing enters into the body of a human, he just, he said, the, the paws are just to dissect, destroy. He said, the, he said that, the, it does, uh, the bear attacked him from behind, put his paw, his talons into his neck, shredded his neck from behind. We actually see his spine. Shredded the neck. People actually, they actually thought that he would not even survive that attack on his neck. That his neck would not stand again. Shredded his neck. And then, when that happened to him, he started bleeding. He went down. He started bleeding. He said, and then the bear held his neck and started pulling him. He was just flowing in his pool of blood, taking him to a children so they can further divorce. Ah! Said he was just like, he was almost lifeless. For him, this is the end. It couldn't be his God for anything. Said it was the brother who saw the bear, and the brother shot. As the brother shot like twice, then left him. And he said they had to call 911 emergency. He said it was a it was a a, 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 a polarized environment. So getting medical assistance was difficult. Paramedics had to come by helicopter, picked him, and he started trying all they do. He said they did how many stitches on his neck, on the side of his face. They had to they had to even do plastic surgery. That's the kind of picture we're talking about here. He said they are born hunters. They are devour. They are hunters, and they are dangerous hunters. That's who. That's who bears. And that's who they said. And you not know the funny thing about it. Only him had the experience of killing. <laughs> Nobody was there with him. If there was somebody to have, it's a during that time, and it's all that to video the whole thing. Thank God for social media do that video it and. Uploaded it, David killed a bear. So when he came, when I when he was coming to tell Saul, I killed the bear. So I said, yes, I saw the video. Ten, five years ago, I saw it. Three years ago, I saw that video. So when you that boy, wow. In fact, when Goliath came, Saul would have not even wasted time. I said, I saw a video of one guy like that in a bush. Who killed a bear? Go look for that guy, man. He's the one that can kill Goliath. So when I can face a bear, I can kill Goliath. So you see, sometimes when God hides his strength from the public, is because he wants to do his he wants to do his thing in his own way now to bring all the glory to him. Yeah. You know, so if David had uploaded the video, when so when Goliath came, he would have not, he would have not kept Israel, taunting Israel for, for 40 days. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Instantly, Saul would have sent for them to call the bear killer. Would have called him the bear killer, the lion killer. He had uploaded the video. He had uploaded the, the, um, the video of the, killing the bear and killing the lion. Are you getting what I'm saying? He had uploaded it online. Wow. So when Goliath came, the army would have just told them, let's relax and let's send the bear killer. The lion killer to go do this job. When he's done, he cannot do our job. But you see, God kept them waiting. Because it was important they had to wait. If David had come and just killed Goliath at the beginning, they would not value him. Yes. And they would not value that miracle. Mm. There are some miracles that God allows wait for a while before they come because He wants you to value it. Yes. God can give, allow the thing come instantly, but if it comes instantly, the value you put on the thing will not be as serious as if you have to wait. The Bible says you have made of patience. Without the the will of the Father, you shall receive the promise. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. If you wait on the Lord, when you wait on the Lord, you renew your strength. And the purpose of renew your strength, renew your strength actually means that his strength is now made available. The Bible says, strength is made perfect in our what? In our weakness. Praise God, praise God. And then you have to change. And so that is what God had to keep them waiting for 40 days. Number one, for them to value the miracle when it comes. Number two, for his strength to be fully made available for Joseph. So when, when for David, so when David comes, he sees Goliath, he went back to the Lord. And when he told Saul, he still went back to the Lord. Because you know that that he said, I kill the bear, I kill the lion. But you know that that killing is not in hand. It's not normal. It's not strength. It's not his physical strength. You know? If you fail in the day of adversity, your strength was made you. That strength that David used to keep there and I knew that it was not his strength. But it would be his strength, he would have fainted. Died. Died. Beholding the lion. Oh my God. Beholding Excited. the Excited. No. The man who was giving the interview said, man, man, he was laughing. He was laughing. I was like, this guy. I don't understand how he had laughing. And he said, after then, he still went hunting with his brother. And they were like, they asked him, you went hunting. He said, yeah. He said, are you okay? He said, oh, it's fun. He was laughing when he was saying it. But man, this was the guy who had already died. Not that he was. He, he goes, after that, they were they taking him as a review. You know, the, the, the bed, the bed, the bed, the bed, the bed took him as a meal for the day. So he was just ready to go and be dissected. So for somebody, for, for David to say, I killed a bear, he knew that it was not his strength that killed that bear. So when he had finished making the proclamations and selling himself to to Saul, he went to the Lord. Because he knew that the Lord was the one who killed the bear. And then when Goliath came before him, what did he say? Goliath cursed him in, in his God. And he said, hey, today, ah, you have the, the power, the, you have the infantry to defy the army of the Lord God of Israel. Elohim Israel. Elohim Israel. You have the, you have the infantry to do that. Say, ah, you come to me with prayer and sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Who you are. This day, you see, he amplified the Lord God of Israel. Because, you know, that's where the strength is. Then he told him, this day I will give your head to the birds. But he made him know who he was dealing, who was going to deal with the Lord God of Israel. 
And you get what I'm saying? With that, he, he made public what, where his strength came from. He made public who his strength was. And you see, David's personal revelation of God as his strength stood for him in that battle. Eliab did not have that revelation. So Eliab was just in the army there. Saul did not have that revelation. Saul was behind the army, telling them, let's keep trusting the Lord. Let's wait on the Lord. The Lord shall send us a deliverer. The Lord shall send us a savior. We know, we know. I have a ministration on the inside of me that our savior is not perfect. Yes, the Lord always saves his own. The Lord always divides. Somebody, if you are going to the job, if 40 days nobody has shown up inside the army. Perhaps you have told yourself, Banana, ah, what is happening? Nobody will show up. You get what I'm saying? But then the, the, the person who shows up is one who has known God as his strength. Saul did not have the revelation of God as his strength that David had. Eliab did not have it. The whole army of Israel did not have that revelation. It was one man who had this revelation. And the revelation of God as strength was more than enough for David to bring down Goliath. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And so it's important we know that God, our personal strength, is a personal revelation of God as, as, as strength. You know, God, your personal strength, will determine the mountains you can deal with, the mountains you can move away, determine the, the Goliath you can pull down. But if you see the strength of God as a little strength, you will actually not achieve much. So, we need to see God as our strength from a full perspective of Him being our strength. Not in our own ideology, not our own, our own made-up understanding of God as our strength, no. But from what? From the full understanding of God being our strength. When we see God as our strength, you know what? The reason that comes out is that Praise will always be the end result of it. David prayed a lot because he knew that there was no formula for doing this. There was no formula for doing that. At least in his time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. There was no formula. He heard that the last person he had killed the lion was Samson. That's the last person he had killed the lion. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But you see, my brother, this lion is no formula. Ask Samson the like formula for killing lion. Samson cannot tell you. Ask something the formula for killing the Philistine soldiers with the jawbone of an ass. He cannot tell you the formula. When we can bring things into formula, the strength of God is not yet at all. When we can, we, we can write steps and principles to achieve something, the strength of God is not at work. When the strength of God is at work, you discover that the principle is just the strength of God. The, the formula is what? The strength of God. And so, David could praise because he had a personal understanding of God and strength. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. Praises flows when this understanding is in place. Many a times we cannot praise God well because we don't have this understanding. We, the, what makes you um, discouraged? Because you are actually trusting in your strength and not 
you faint in the day of attack, your trainer leads you. You fainted because you're trusting your trainer. You became discouraged because you're trusting your strength. You became uh, depressed because you're trusting your strength. You became heartbroken because you're trusting your strength. So long as the trust is in your strength, every of this will happen to you. But when the trust is in the strength of God, when God becomes your strength, you discover that these things have no way of coming close to you. They can happen to you anyway. And you see, this is the sign of the Lord being my strength. To keep you praising, because your strength will not achieve that feat. It is his strength that will achieve it. So we praise God because it's our strength, because that this feat we want to achieve. We are not the one to achieve it. It is his strength that will achieve it. Praise God forevermore. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior. We request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior, Thank you, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M. B. G. H. G. H. A. C. To give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number. 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to. Ecobank Nigeria. Account number. 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries. You can call us on. Plus two three three five four five nine four seven one three two. Or send us an email via chimdiohahuna ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.